Hello and welcome to Chatting, a podcast where people chat about how they learn and use English. My name is Sam, I'm a CELTA teacher and a performer and I have a particular interest in pronunciation and expression. In each episode, non-native and native speakers will chat about their experiences with English, share their advice and, at the end, I'll give some pronunciation tips for you to take away and practice. So, ready? Let's get chatting. This episode, I'm chatting with Victor. Victor is originally from Sweden. He's an opera singer and now a sports commentator for the sport of disc golf. We were online for our chat and his cat was very well behaved. We chatted about learning English at a young age, everything you need to know about disc golf, speaking English when you don't need to, and not worrying too much about your vocabulary. But I started by asking Victor to tell me a little bit about himself. Happy to do so. My name is Victor Torgestad. I'm a 35-year-old uh, Swedish guy. I'm a singer. That's my, like, profession or what do you say whatever you want to call it uh, even though as many singers know <laughs> it's not that easy to make a living out of it so uh, I have been doing a few other things as well not only working as a singer now I have actually started a job as a sports commentator doing <laughs> live commenting for the European pro tour in disc golf I yeah. mean, this is what I really want to talk to you about. So let's go back a little bit then, Victor. Tell me about when you started learning English. In Sweden, at least in the 90s, when I started school, you, you started uh, learning English already at first grade. Okay. So I was six when we started with English. And that was oh. basically one of my first lessons in school. Of course, it wasn't on any higher level or so, but English has been with me since I was a kid, basically. So lots of experience in working and living with English. In general, what do you like about the language? Is there something that you particularly like about English? Ooh, that's a difficult question. I haven't really thought about it like that. But of course, it's a language that is so, well, everyone knows English. In a way, at least, everyone can relate to the language. And there are so many different ways to speak it. So I can't say that there is one right way and one wrong way. English is spoken all over the world with different accents and different rhythms and different melodies. And that's a relief in many ways that <laughs> you know that you're never like wrong. Yeah. And it, it's so living and it's so like, uh, and when there is something new happening in the world, you always find a way to, to talk about that in English. It's easier to find words for it in English rather than in many other languages. Okay. So then. As an opposite question, is there anything yeah. in English that you find particularly tricky or that you think, ah, I never get that right? Yeah, there are, of course, some, a few pronunciations that are difficult as a Swede. I wouldn't say that there are any big things. And now I have been speaking English for so long time that it's not really something that I think that much about. But anyway, something that I keep coming back to is the J sound, oh. letter J. Okay. Because that's something that we don't have in Swedish. For example, the word jungle. In Swedish, it, it's the same word, jungel, but it's spelled D-J-U. And uh, in English, it's only a J. But in Swedish, you don't say the J sound. It's just a jungel. You wear a pair of 
jeans. So yeah. You have, do you have to really concentrate when you go to buy a pair of jeans? For a long time, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's starting to come more and more natural. But that's one of those things that I really need to focus, like to, to, to concentrate, to, to get right. Another one is the letter V, because in Swedish, there is no difference between V and W. So, for example, in my sports commenting, when I say the winner of an event, right. that I get wrong every single time. It feels like <laughs> the winner of an event, when, 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 like, <laughs> yeah, and then to, to know how big difference one should do with those two consonants, it's just very difficult. And I'm so aware of it all the time. I think we don't realize just quite how engaged our lips are when we say a w sound. Yeah, I heard one good trick from a singer to do that is at least for a Swede, pretend that it's an O sound, winner. Oh. Yeah, so it's a vowel rather than a consonant. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, no, I think it's good yeah. to find a way in, isn't it? It doesn't matter so. which which trick, as long as the trick works for you. I think it's good. Hey, listen, let's start talking about sports commentary then. Oh yeah. Tell me about disc golf. <laughs> disc golf is. Uh, it's growing like crazy. The, the big professional scene of disc golf is in, in the US, okay. but it's growing like crazy here in Europe also. It's basically golf, but instead of a ball, you throw a frisbee. And the frisbee is a little bit different than what you're used to. It's, it's not something that you throw on the beach. It's a little bit smaller, a little bit like smaller diameter, a little bit heavier. So you can actually put a lot of power behind it and throw it even an amateur like me can throw it way over 100 meters oh wow really yeah that's and really the, far Gosh. and the professionals can easily get up to 200 maybe 250 meters so yeah i had no that's idea cool. had such, you know i had no idea about the distances yeah but that's what you can do the, the sport has really had an explosion uh, around the pandemic time like People couldn't be inside, people couldn't do sports, hmm. but disc golf was something that people could do. Okay. So uh, within two years now, the sport has been growing like 10 times easily. Yeah, uh, but it has been a thing. There has been world championships for, for many, many years, like it was big already in the 90s and existed in the 80s and 70s as well. But I think it was in the 90s that it started to form to what it is now. And then especially now that, last two years turned into a multi-million dollar industry yeah there probably isn't a typical game but what does a typical mm. game look like and the rules are very similar to normal golf it's uh, the courses are in 99 percent of the cases 18 holes just oh. like in golf uh, there is a par for every every single hole so typically like par three or four which means that ideally you should be able to get your frisbee or disc in the basket yeah, there are baskets instead of uh -huh. holes. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you still you call them holes, but they yeah. So you should get them in the basket in in that amount of throws, and if you're good, even lower. Uh, so so a big event like on the European Pro Tour, mm -hmm. it's uh, that's usually a three day event that you you have uh, one round per day. So it's okay. three rounds, and uh, after that you have a winner. It could take a few hours then to sort of get Easily. the course. Yeah, one round usually takes about three hours, I would say, if it's a competition round. And uh, our live broadcast can be somewhere around four, five, six hours. Four, so, five or six hours. What do you talk about then? 
That's a good question. <laughs> I, I, I don't know sometimes how, how we can find things to talk about, if, but there's always things going on because we are usually following the, the card with the four people. Mm -hmm. And uh, then you always need to keep track of what's going on behind. So you have the leaderboard on the side. You try to keep track of who's playing great, who, who is up to something. And uh, you need to check what's the tricky things about this hole. And even though it seems kind of easy, somehow someone found their way out from the track and you need to, to find a tiny gap through the trees or something. And how can they get out from there? And uh, there, there is somehow there is always something to talk about. Is it easy to do that in a second language? The continuous chat and updating and statistics, I suppose. It can definitely be draining if you're already tired. Yeah, some days it feels like it just doesn't come naturally. Okay. Luckily, my co-host is American. Uh -huh. So he has saved me quite a few times when <laughs> I get stuck on words. And, uh, and also, luckily, I'm not the kind of person who worries that much about it. I, I can laugh about those situations. and. Uh, I just think it's funny and yeah, he's saving me many times when I lose words and I'm saving him a lot of times when it comes to Swedish or Norwegian names, maybe from oh, the players. Yes. So, okay. yeah. Have there been any moments that when it gets really exciting that you sort of forget that you're supposed to talk in English and then just respond really quickly in Swedish? Honestly, that has never happened, but the opposite has happened quite a few times. <gasps> oh, Not, really? <laughs> yeah. No, I have realized that that. that I sometimes tend to speak English with my parents wow. uh, when I get excited. I speak <laughs> English when something is happening when I'm around Swedish people because that's what has been closest to me for so many years now. So even when I'm with myself and I talk to with my cat, ah. I start to speak English and until I realize like, what am I doing? But this is <laughs> kind of silly. It seems to me that different sports have different catchphrases that commentators like to use. I wonder if disc golf is the same. I'm sure. I'm trying not to think about that too much because mm -hmm. I, I'm worried that I will get stuck in some catchphrases or right. limit my, my vocabulary in that way. So I, yeah. I'm trying not to listen to it. But uh, yeah, something I noticed that I'm, I was doing, at least in the beginning, quite a lot was I kept saying, wow, wow. Oh. <laughs> like that was my gut reaction to a good shot for example and i got aware of it and i started to feel slightly embarrassed about it because when i saw the highlight videos of good shots i had that wow 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 came <laughs> all the time and then i started to listen to to some american commentators on the american pro tour and uh, i noticed that they're doing the same so uh, then i realized maybe i shouldn't listen that much to myself and just like go with the flow and so far, I don't think I have picked up any like cheesy catchphrase in that way. Right. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to come. I'm still kind of new in my job, but this kind of job, just like being a singer, it's impossible to please everyone. Yes. The only thing you can do is try to be yourself and try to have honest reactions to things. And then if people like you or not, that's not something that is up to you. But no. uh, if you're fake, then people can see through that quite quickly. Yeah, so uh, I'm just trying to be me and uh, see where that leads me. I think that's definitely the best approach. And you listen to commentators for that natural sort of reaction, don't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. It's impossible to be as excited when you're sitting at home watching sports as when you're commenting. So you need to find your reaction, then elevate it a few percent mm -hmm. to, to make that come through the, the microphone and out to the viewers. 
so it's a bit of of acting but not with fake emotions so it's still your own emotions and feelings and reactions but they are just elevated a little bit do you feel that uh, being a singer actually enhances that extra effort that perhaps you put in when you're commentating i think so well i have learned how to be able to communicate to an audience being a tiny person on a big stage but still reach out to the back row yeah. in, in the in the hall and i think that comes through also when you're sitting in a studio with a microphone it's the same kind of same way to communicate mm. in, in a way yeah have you noticed if singer victor's voice is different from commentator Victor's voice, like, I don't know, do you have a deeper mm. voice when, when you're commentating? <laughs> I clearly noticed a difference when the, before we got a job and we were shooting a promo video. I prepare myself in the way that I was going to go out and have a concert or an audition or something. And then when we, we put on the microphones and then stood there in front of the camera and I started to speak with my big opera voice. And, uh, <laughs> and they both were like, just looking at me like, what are you, like, you're very loud now. You're aware of this. You're like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's just the way I'm used to communicate. <laughs> I'm on the stage. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then we did it like 35 times. And at the end, like my voice was back to like normal in a way. Right. So. <laughs> and I also noticed when I'm a little bit nervous before before um, live broadcast that I, I start to hum and I start to sing just like if I would go in for an audition. Right. So, yeah. But I don't think that I sound too like stereotypical operatic in a way yeah, behind yeah. the microphone but the preparations are anyway the same that's the way to handle your nerves or my nerves yeah so i'm trying to think about advice um normally i ask people what advice they would give to a language learner <clears throat> if learning english but yours your area of expertise is very niche let's think about it like this then as your this is a new amazing niche field what will you do to grow and improve your skills? I think it's mostly just to continue what I'm doing right now, mm -hmm. to be honest, to be even more comfortable. No, but just like not fake it, mm. not fake it. Have fun behind the microphone and when following the, the things that's going on and, and that's that shines through clearly and, yeah, and not think too much about technicalities like what words you are using because you can communicate just by laughing, just by making sounds. People, that's that's the thing. You don't actually need to be that good at the language to mm -hmm. be able to, to, to be a sports commentator. A laugh can say so much more than whatever words you, you use or, yeah. Oh, I like that, yeah. yeah. A laugh can say so much more than the words you use. If you want to learn more about disc golf, and keep up to date on the European pro tour scene, check out Victor and his co-host Andrew's podcast, Inside Disc Golf. There's a link in this episode's show notes. So, this episode's pronunciation tip is practising the J and Y sounds. As Victor said, many different languages pronounce the letter J as a Y. So pronounce the word J-E-A. N S as yeans. And to confuse matters, the phonetic symbol for a y sound in English is the letter J and not the letter Y. So no wonder learners say yeans. To make the j sound for the letter J in English, the front part of your tongue connects to the roof or top 
of your mouth and the tip of your tongue is just behind your teeth. J. For the Y sound, your tongue comes away from the roof of your mouth and the tip of your tongue is now behind your bottom teeth. Y. To practice, here are three sentences with a J sound and a Y sound. Notice how you change your tongue position from one sound to the other and also notice how your lips come forward for both sounds. First, the word jam, a sweet food we make from boiling fruit and then spread on bread or toast, and the word yam, a root vegetable. Try this sentence. Do you like jam with your yam? Next, the word your, a possessive adjective, something that belongs to you, and the word jaw, the bone structure at the entrance of your mouth. Try this sentence. You have food on your jaw. Finally, the word jeers, a rude and mocking remark or noise, and the word years, the measure of time. One year equals 12 months. Try this sentence. There have been no jeers for years. Bonus sentence. Let's combine some of these words with new words to make it a little bit trickier. Try this sentence. Was that jam or yam on your jaw and yesterday's jeans? So, to recap. The J sound is a strong consonant that has the front of the tongue connecting with the roof of the mouth. The Y sound can be for consonants or vowels. Think yes and useful. And the tongue is down, away from the roof of the mouth. In both cases, your lips come forward. Over to you to practice. So, there we are. The transcript of this episode is available to read on the podcast's webpage, so take a look. Join me next time for more pronunciation and grammar tips, more advice, and, most importantly, more chatting. My thanks again to Victor, and, for her music, a huge thanks to the wonderful Mara Carlyle. Bye for now. (laughs) 